Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turn up your Turn up volume. Up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. (laughs) You're in the the ball! Sports entertainment. Like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la bonne Ce sera la victoire des Canadiens. pour les Canadiens. Le troisième de l'histoire. You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground. Your premier gaming destination. It's going to be sick. Marinero on this Wednesday, August 16. How is everyone doing tonight? All right. I hope you're doing well. We are live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook. We are live on Twitter. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, please do so. The more people subscribe, the more money I make. It's in the contract. It's a beautiful thing. Everyone's happy especially me. The Sick Podcast brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, recently named by Deloitte. And CIBC is one of Canada's best managed companies, the country's leading business award, recognizing innovative and world-class companies, the best managed Canadian companies. Designation fuels energy's purpose of creating progress for their customers, their employees, and their communities. Join a winning team and check out Energy's career page for available opportunities. Also brought to you in part by these guys here, La Bit at TB, brewed in Quebec, a winner of a dozen international awards, La Bitta TB offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bitta TB, embrace your true nature. And brought to you in part by Playground. Don't miss Playground's August Million Poker Series from August 23rd to September 4th with $1 million in guaranteed prize my, uh, pools, seven championship ring events, and a $600,000 guaranteed main event located just over the Mercia Bridge, only minutes from downtown montreal all right okay i want to start the show off by uh, giving a shout out i went to see a soccer game actually about uh, i got home about an hour ago it was in pierrefonds where the lasalle senior team was playing versus the pierrefonds senior team 
And, uh, you know, there's there's a word around town that there's a player that you have to go see on the LaSalle senior team. Uh, a lot of people starting to talk about this guy as a late bloomer, somebody who might be able to take the soccer world by storm. So I had to see for myself. His name is Dave LaSella. And uh, he, he, he looked a little bit like Paolo Maldini out there tonight. Uh, that's the good news. The bad news is I think he's like 30 years old. So the dream is probably over. But we say hello to Dave LaSella. Hey, you never know in life. Take a look at N'Golo Conte. Take a look at uh, uh, Jamie Vardy. I mean, they signed their first professional contract uh, later on, somewhere in their mid-20s or whatever, especially Vardy. Vardy was, what, 25, 26? I think at one point he was playing like uh, seventh division or whatever, and uh, he just shot up the ranks. Maybe the same thing could happen. Maybe Dave LaSella could end up being the um, the um, fullback version of Jamie Vardy, who obviously was a striker with Leicester City, and he knows how to score goals. I didn't see Dave score, but maybe next game. Hello, Dave. How you doing, buddy? All right, okay, we got that out of the way. I said hello to Dave. Now I say hello to Grant McCag of Recruits and Recruits.ca and the Sick Recruits Draftcast. You now have a couple of them under your belt, huh? Yeah, Almost a seasoned vet there like you, Tony. Yeah, the checks have been coming in already or what? At 100 miles an hour or what? The checks. Yeah, did they open like, up the Swiss bank check, account? You're a check or what? Like, what do you mean by checks? Uh, David, you're a check. Yeah, did they open yeah. up the Swiss bank account for you yet? No, not yet. <laughs> not, it takes it takes a while, yeah. Not yet. I'm no. still waiting too. But, hey, you know what? At least we're talking sports and at least we're happy. So, Tony, is, uh, is Messi the goat or what? Uh, Messi, uh, I could have told you that a while ago. I'm, yeah. I'm in the same boat. I don't like. It's not just the goals; it's the passing; it's everything. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not a, I'm you know, I'm not an expert like you with this stuff. But like when you, when you compare him to Ronaldo, he's just is he not just that much smart, like that much better passer? I think I think passing is important too in yeah. soccer, is it not? Listen, um, it's I at one point I liked the debate and now I kind of hate the debate because you're kind of minimizing the ability of another one. I, I'll put it this True. way. When you say a player in the true sense of the word play is an ability to actually play with others and his ability to be able to do it yourself. Messi, you're seeing him right now at 36 years of age, no longer having the stamina, the cardio, the pace, the explosiveness that he used to. And still standing still, he opens up so many seams for so many different players. He draws so much attention to him. And if if you really want to analyze the way he plays and just focus on him, you'll see a player that is tracking the field and scanning the field. He's basically taking pictures of all of his surroundings in front of him and behind them, basically the way Gretzky used to do in hockey. Remember when we used to say Gretzky used yes. to have eyes behind his head? Yes. Messi is the same thing. And so uh, this guy is a gift from God. He really is. You know, the trophies say he's the best player in the world. Uh, I've never seen a player like him before. Uh, I think he's very, very uh, original in what he does and the way he plays. I think Cristiano Ronaldo is an amazing goal scorer. And he excites me a lot as well. But I think, you know, listen, seven Ballon d'Ors. Um, before he came to the league, they said, well, you know what? Um, Wayne Rooney said he would have a hard time in the MLS adapting. Uh, a lot of people said he'd have a hard time because the players around him are not going to be at his level. 
Now we're realizing that he's made everyone around him better. He, he went to a team that was last in the league, and they're beating everybody. They disposed of <laughs> one of the best teams in the league yesterday in in a champion in League's Cup. They're going to the final, which they're going to play on Saturday in Nashville. They've already con- uh, qualified for the uh, the uh, the Concacaf Champions League. Hey, listen to this. I'll tell you a story. Okay, you ready for this? This is amazing. Okay, this is amazing. So when my Inter Miami signed Messi, I put a few dollars on Inter Miami, who was dead last in the league and last by a lot. I put a few yeah. dollars on Inter Miami to go to the final of the MLS Cup, okay? Most of these games that they've been winning since he's been here, they're League's Cup games. They, they don't count for the standings. They're a separate competition. They're not right. MLS games, all right? So these wins that you're seeing here, they're not picking up points in the standings. They're still dead last, dead last right. in the league. If I cash out today on my bet, that I put on them to go to the final. When I bet on them, like five weeks ago, they were last. And five weeks later, they're still last. If I cash out today, I make 65% profit on my money. Have you ever have you ever heard of something like that? I bet on them that they were last. They're still last. <laughs> with less games to play than when I bet on them. And if I cash out, I'll make 65% profit. It's just amazing. And it, you see on, you know, on social media, like uh, all the criticisms as like, come on, <laughs> you yeah, know? Those, yeah. Are, it's not, it's not the greatest haters. league. Uh, yeah. Those are haters. Yeah. Whatever. It, it's not the greatest league in the world, but what he's doing is just incredible. And I just, I have so much respect for him. Uh, you know, the last World Cup, uh, just before that, everything. Like, I just, uh, he reminds me of Gretzky. Like, the, yeah. you have to you have to take into account just, the, you know, how smart he is. It's just, I have nothing but respect for him. He's, he's made me more of a soccer fan than I ever was before. So, that's so I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. A lot of people that are criticizing him are either A, haters, because they don't think he's the best player in the world and they think someone else is. B, they are worried. They don't actually probably don't like the sport and they don't like the momentum that he's given the sport in mm. North America and in particular in the United States. I think they're worried that soccer is going to pass some of the other pro sports in North America and so right. they just want to crap on him. He's in a can't-win situation because if he would have done nothing in this league, the haters would have said he sucked and he was overrated. Yeah. And now that he's yeah. doing something, they're saying that the other players are no good and the other teams are no good. Let me ask you this to all those people. If the league is so bad and the players are so bad, then why don't other players do what he does? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on. No, he's he's amazing. No, I he's another, he's another level. He's Players like this, they come around every hundred years, and when they do, we just have to, you know, bow and say, "Wow, you're absolutely unbelievable." So, I'm really yeah. enjoying watching him play. What he's done for the uh, the league, uh, what he's done for viewership, what he's done for the Miami Instagram. You know that out of all the pro soccer teams in the world, in the last week, 
the team that has been searched up on social media <laughs> more than any other team in the world Miami. is Inter-Miami. I think about that for a second. Crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Anyway, do you know the story that I got four tickets to see him play next week? Do you know that story? No. You don't know that? <laughs> let me show you wow. this. This is something here. This is something. Let me uh, let me go to Ticketmaster so I can show you, okay? Let me go to Ticketmaster so I can are, show you. Are we going to a game on the 28th? Has that been confirmed yet? Or uh, So um, here's the deal. Okay. All right. You see this? You see that? Kind of. New York Red Bulls? Yeah. All right. So February 16th. And we'll get to the Canadians in just a second, folks. Folks, it's going to be one of these nights, all right? Uh, so February 16th, I wake up that day, and I start, you know, just going on the Internet, and I'm like, Messi's going to play in the MLS. That's just February 16th. I said, Messi's going to play in the MLS. <laughs> so I'm like, where is he going to play? Where is he going to play? If he goes to play, then I'm thinking about the whole Beckham thing. And I remember reading that Messi had bought two condos in uh, Sunny Isles. And one of which was like 5.73 million US. And he's got the entire ninth floor for himself. And by the way, his, his, his car goes into the condo complex. And then there's kind of like an elevator that brings the car up to his floor. Basically, his car can go into his house. <laughs> and I remember reading that and I'm like, you know what? He's going to go to Miami. So I go on the website and I go trying to buy tickets uh, for, um, um, for, the, for the game. And, um, and um, th there's tickets that are sold out. But folks, for all of you who are in the chat, okay, Le Classeur, sorry, it's getting boring. Bye. Go, go on the other websites. Go, 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 go play with <laughs> whatever you want to play with. All right. Grant started. I'm gonna. I'm gonna finish it, but I have to say this story. All right, all right. If you don't want me to, <laughs> I have to say this story. Hey, folks. You know, there's a million sports podcasts in the country. There's one of them that hasn't stopped working all year. That hasn't taken vacation at all, even though I have 15 weeks vacation of television, 12 weeks vacation of radio, and instead of taking 12 to 15 weeks vacation of podcast. I've decided to continue. Why? Because we've made an appointment time. It's it's become a ritual. It's become an appointment. I love you. You love me. So I've decided to keep on doing it. And I'm actually going to leave town next week, and I'm going to bring my laptop and my microphone and my <laughs> headset with me, and I'm going to podcast from there. Okay. So, uh, so you know what? Let me just finish my story here, please. Thank you very much. So here's my story. So I go to try and buy tickets February 16, and I try and buy tickets in Miami, and it tells me that uh, you can't buy tickets at this time, whatever. So what do I do? I try and look for other games, and I find um, Asafer Rahman says, God forbid you have to work. Uh, no, it's not God forbid that I have to work as a fur. I like to work. As a matter of fact, all I said was I didn't take vacation this year and everyone else that does this business, they did. If you don't believe me, go check. You're going to see there's a bunch of them, right? Because in the summer, people take vacation in the summer, people play golf in the summer, people go to the pool in the summer, people go to the beach in the summer, people go to the cottage. Can they bring the laptop with them? Yes. Do they want to? No. I'm working. 
I'm not complaining that I'm working. I'm just saying I didn't take any vacation. Now, Asifer, uh, if we can, uh, Shane Gomont at Master Control, I want you to block Asifer, Rahman, for the rest of his life. There's no pardon. There's no, there's no uh, two-week <laughs> suspension, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. Block him for the rest of his life. With his IP address, he can never log on to the Sick Podcast again, ever. Let's get back to the story. Thank you. All right, okay. So I end up finding tickets Saturday, August 26th at Red Bull Arena in Jersey versus the Red Bulls. I end up finding tickets at center half, the best tickets in the place. Wow. And I could have bought first row, to tell you the truth. But you know when you're a little bit higher, you see a little bit better? So I bought four tickets in the fourth row. Four tickets in the fourth row. I paid $93 each. There are people on the different websites that are asking... $10,000 $10,000 a ticket U.S. right now. That's crazy. Yeah, but listen, I don't think they're going to get the 10000 U.S. a ticket. Are things confirmed for us going to a game in October Yeah, We or? are. We are. You and I are going to a game uh, last Saturday of October. Uh, we're going with uh, Paul, who's a diehard Habs fan, who's invited us. He's got three tickets uh, against the glass. The Canadians are playing the uh, Winnipeg Jets, and yeah. we're invited. It's confirmed. We're going. Okay? We're going. That'll so be a anyway. Now, you ready for the kicker? Yeah. The game on Saturday? Yeah. So my um, my son made a first division team in Portugal. Good. And uh, it's his first game of the season on Sunday, the 27th of August. So wow. I wanted to surprise him by showing up to his game and going to his game. So while this game is going on and I got these tickets for this game in Jersey, I'm going to be on a plane going to Portugal so I can go straight to my son's game on the Sunday. So that's my story. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to be much of a surprise now because if he watches the podcast, but then again, he's a, uh, he's a, he's a soccer guy. So anyway, uh, I don't know if he's watching Well, he's not watching now because right now I could tell you it's uh it's 3.18 p.m. AM, so he's sleeping, all right? But uh, <laughs> anyway, it'll probably get to his attention tomorrow. But um, anyway, so that's that's it. So uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be uh, I'm gonna be in Portugal while this, I'm going to be on a plane while this game is going on. So anyway, that's the story. All right, okay. Uh, the reason why I got you on tonight is because monitoring your Twitter account, as I always do, I noticed that you broke down Gustav Lindstrom's game very unfortunately because of copyright laws okay yeah uh, we can't play the clips i've been told all right yeah so it's going to be pretty hard for you to actually break that it would have been so but not going it's not going to be hard but it would have been so much better for you to break down the game or break down his game uh the strengths and weaknesses of his game while showing the clips but we can't do that because if we do that we're basically going to get you know one strike against us on youtube and three strikes, you're out. And we've been trying to build this YouTube channel for three years. So we don't we obviously don't want any strikes against us. So right. um, which games did you watch? How many clips did you take a look at, sequences? And what did you yeah. come up with? I looked at uh, his last game 
I like to look at, you know, the most recent game. So it was uh, at the end of the regular season against Tampa. They lost 5 nothing. You know, not real not really a fair game to, to you know, you want to you want to look at something else other than a 5 nothing loss. So I went back and uh, found his game that he uh, scored a goal and an assist in and they beat Vancouver 6-1. So you you get a bit of a yin and yang there, so to mm-hmm. speak. But uh, he actually wasn't bad in the in the Tampa game, really. Um, but I I was quite impressed. I uh, really, yeah. I I mean, this is you got to put in perspective that this is a twenty four year old Swede that's played one hundred and twenty eight NHL games so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave Joe Valeno a call, by the way, a couple of hours ago to see if he could join us on the podcast tonight to tell us a little bit about uh, Gustav Lindstrom. But he already had something planned, an outing planned. But he said that uh, he'll come on in the next couple of days or next couple of, or the next week or so here. So please continue. Great. So for those who are wondering, Joe Valeno will join us at some point here. And he'll tell us a, a little bit more about Gustav Lindstrom, the player and the person. But yeah. Grant, back to you on what you saw. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, I think they call him Gus, you know. Okay. That's, a, that's not much of a reach, but. Yeah. Uh, Gus, <laughs> he's um, he's a really good skater, 6'2". Um, his outlet passes are right on the tape, which uh, I think the Canadians uh, forwards are going to love. Like I was thinking back to like, you know, four or five years ago when Alsner, Schlemko, mm-hmm. Jordy, Ben, you know, guys that could just bounce it off the boards and get it out. Like that was their, you know, they weren't leading you with a pass coming out of the zone too often. This kid, like it, it's just, it's, it's a complete transformation in in the style that the Canadians defensemen are going to be playing. Um, he uh, he's got he, he's he's really good one on one, good defender, good mobility, uh, tight gaps, good first pass out of the zone. I mean, if you just look at his stats and say, well, okay, third pairing and didn't have a lot of points, well. It goes beyond that, especially when you when you watch him play. Uh, I think it's quite interesting that y- you have to dig deep on on these things when whenever you look at it. Like the fact is that he played behind Cider and Philip Hronik mm-hmm. for the last two years. You know, Hronik got got traded at the deadline. That's fine, but they're they're the first they're they're the top two pairing defensemen on 
and he wasn't about to beat those guys out as a rookie and he's young mm-hmm. defenseman. So he was third pairing, didn't get offensive opportunity. You look back at his, um, I remember him in, in his uh, draft year. Mm-hmm. The kid, uh, he played in one U19 event and he outscored Jesper Bratt. Me too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a defenseman. And I mean, Bratt's, uh, you know, a very good player for the, I think he just signed like a big contract with, with the, you know, yeah, like sixty million something dollars with the New Jersey yeah. Devils. Yeah, I mean, he had more points than him in the one event that he played in that year as a, you know, as an underage in a junior event, and uh, he played junior that year and had ten points in six games. Well, ever since then, I mean, he he got called up obviously to the Alsvenskan, so he's playing against uh, men as a seventeen-year-old. Uh, and has played against men ever since. So, yeah, the stats don't look great, but if you put in perspective of of how he looked when he, you know, when he played against his peers, he had offensive potential. And he goes to Detroit, he's behind Ronick and and Sider who are, you know, offensive defensemen. So, he wasn't about to beat either of them out in the top two pairing. So, he got asked to play third pairing with Robert Hag this year. Well, he's going to go from that to playing with either Matheson or Gooley in the top two pairings with the Canadians this year. That, that I would say, is a step up. So I think we're going to see more offense from him and more of his all-around ability because he can really pass a puck and skate. So uh, it's all about opportunity in a lot of, you know, a lot of times. And it's just like with Newhook. He's going to get more opportunity with – with the Canadians this year than he got in Colorado. And I really like how, uh, yeah, but at the same time, I think if I can grant part of me, I think what concerns, and by the way, it's not because Detroit traded him that, that Detroit is right. Montreal is wrong and that he won't pan out. Okay. And because teams, some teams are right. Some teams are wrong. And this happens all the time. Sometimes it's a question of fit. Like you said, and one player is a better fit somewhere else. Sometimes it's it's some players take a little bit longer. I think what people are somewhat worried about is if Detroit is a team that has gone through a rebuilding phase over the last couple of years, and they probably started their rebuilding a little bit before the Montreal Canadiens did, why would they want to part ways for a 24-year-old defenseman and obtain a defenseman who will be 36 in December. I think that's the concern. Because they traded Heronic. So they had to replace Heronic. And they did it with Petrie. I got it. I'm not, you know, I, I like what Hughes is doing over, you know, with all due respect to Steve Eisenman, I like even Detroit fans are wondering, like, you know, sure, you try to speed up the rebuild, but they yeah. just went overboard with uh the try to win now thing and i still don't think they're going to make the playoffs to be honest with you like they picked up Perron and cop and uh on and on all these you know to all these moves that they made when i don't know that they're ready to to make that step but they've decided that they're going to try to make the playoffs this year and hughes is being a little more patient and i i agree with with his approach, um, 
they traded away Ronick, mm-hmm. but then they turn around and they, you know, well, we got to replace him yeah. because we got the Brinkett, we got this guy, we got Peron, we got these guys. So we're trying to win now. Yeah, but they're also it's trying so- to maybe find the balance on defense, trying to have as many young guys as older guys. And maybe there's the other thing that they wanted to reunite Petrie and Sherratt, who played together, of course. Right. Sure. Uh, you know, they, they're they trying to win now. And, uh, I mean, let, let's not forget that the, uh, the fellow that scouted and that loved, obviously loved Lid, uh, Lindstrom was uh, Hawk and Anderson. Yeah. You know, he's not been wrong too many times. He, uh, you know, Datsuk, Zetterberg, uh, yeah. uh, Thomas Holmstrom. I mean, well, I can cynics, cynics will tell you that he's lucky because if he really knew that those players were that good, he wouldn't wait till a fifth or a seventh round to draft. Them. Oh, well, yeah, right. Sure. I, well, I, I think there's only so many times you can get lucky at one point. Right. You gotta right. Be good. Right. Well, there's two ways of looking at that, but, uh, I mean, I was looking Nicholas Cronwall even as an example. And I got thinking, you know, yeah. Let, let's have a look at when Cronwell, uh, you know, developed as a defenseman and was, he broke out at 25 in the NHL. You know, up until then, he wasn't a regular at the NHL level. And most NHL defensemen are till they're 23, 24. Um, why not take a, uh, I guess, a flyer on, on this kid that Hawk and Anderson loved, that the two scouts that I talked to today mm-hmm. loved that I was was quite high on in this draft year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other kid's going to be good too, by the way. Um, Edvinson, the other yeah. def- the other Swedish defenseman that they drafted, what was it, uh, uh, two years ago? He was, uh, what did he go, fifth, sixth? I think he's going to be good too. Well, so there's another guy, uh, you know, Hawking Anderson. Yeah, and I don't know that he even gets in the lineup this year, I think they're going to send him back down for a year with, with, with like they picked up Gostaspare, Petrie, a uh, whole, uh, you know, they're, he, they, they're he not- really, he really likes taking Swedes. Eh? Uh, back in 2020, you remember their first three picks, Lucas Raymond, William Willinder and uh, Theodore Niederback, all of them yeah. playing out of Sweden. The first Bergeron, three picks. Bergeron's another one. Yeah, and he just started to develop last year, so I have a you know, Hawken Anderson's one of the more highly respected scouts in the league, and uh, if he you know, they took him at thirty eighth overall, Lindstrom, Lindstrom, and he's and he's still only twenty four years old. So, from what I've looked at and what I think the Canadians are offering more opportunity. Uh, he's going to be on the second pairing with either Matheson or Gooley. And I mean, that's a huge step up from Robert Hag. And that alone will help his game. The fact that he'll have a better defense pairing, he'll get better opportunity. And I think those point totals are going to go up this year. So for you, seen, for you, for you, Gustav Lindstrom's in the Montreal Canadiens top six. There's no doubt about it. I think he'll be on the second pairing. You think you'd be on the second pairing, eh? Well, I think, yeah, uh, Kovacevic is ideally... Kovacevic, yeah. Yeah, Baron, I think, goes back to Laval. And Logan Mayu won't be quite ready yet. Weidman, I think, will probably be put on waivers. I agree and, with you. And uh, Lindstrom will be 
on the second pairing. That's see, the way I, I see it. I, so, so look, that's a big time interesting take. Uh, here we are tonight. Tonight we're August sixteenth. All right, so things can change between now and uh, opening night, which is just going to be under two months away. But I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Lindstrom to start on a third pair, and Kovacevic mm. to start on a second pair. That's the way I see it for now. Well, they they traded for him for a reason, and I think the the opportunities there. Kovacevic is is ideally a third pair guy. Well, you're well, you're right. And and uh, Lindstrom Lindstrom's got more offensive upside. He's a better skater. I don't see why there's any reason why he won't be on the. But I mean, it's semantics. They're all, you know, they're whatever it is. It's going to be second or third pairing. Uh, I think it's probably going to be this. The second pairing, and as I say, he's going to go from playing. Mm-hmm. He played behind. He played behind. He wasn't going to beat out Ronick or Cider in the top two pairing. That doesn't mean he can't be a second pairing defenseman. It just means that he didn't have the opportunity. I got well, you. He's got to beat out Jonathan Kovacevic. He's going from having to beat out Ronick to having to beat out Kovacevic. Who's the better defenseman, Tony? So. What's the story with Justin Barron? Are you are you somewhat worried that knowing, n- knowing that uh, and then there's Mayu probably the year after that mm-hmm. Barron, you know, well, what point does he end up fitting in here when uh, when David Savard's traded eventually? Or he's twenty one years old. I hear you. Larry Robinson was playing for the Nova Scotia Voyageurs when he was twenty one years old. You don't rush these guys, you know. He's uh, don't rush them. Um, he doesn't have to go on waivers, so it's ideal. He goes down. They they liked the way he when he came back from his stint in, in the AHL last year was good. Yeah, well, give him another stint and he'll be even better. The next yep. time he'll be even better when he comes back up, and it'll be when Savard's traded at the deadline probably, mm-hmm. and that fits perfectly. Let him cook in the let him cook on the, in the AHL along with all the other like it's gonna it's gonna be so fun to watch Laval this year. I, I think I'd almost have preferred if the game, you know, got tickets to go to a game on the twenty eighth in Laval as opposed to Montreal. I think they might even be more exciting to watch this year because they're just like like Rob Ramage said there, mm-hmm. uh, it's just gonna be so fun to watch the the young prospects in Laval. It, there's it yeah. There's going to be a group of them coming up. Mayu and uh, Barron, mm-hmm. top pairing. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, listen, I um, I don't know if you had a chance to see Dan Petrie's video clip on social media. Did you see it? Uh, no, no. I All didn't. right, so you're going to like this. So for those who aren't aware, Dan Petrie, of course, is Jeff Petrie's dad. He's a former Major League Baseball pitcher. Uh, he played for the Detroit Tigers. He played for the uh, California Angels. He played for the uh, Atlanta Braves, and he played for the Boston Red Sox. And today, he's a studio analyst for Detroit Tigers on Bally Sports Detroit. Take okay. a look at this. Standard for happy fathers that has been reached today. That was fine, but earlier today it was made official that Dan's son Jeff has been acquired by the Detroit <laughs> Red Wings and brought home... Uh, from Montreal for uh, Gustav Lindstrom and a fourth-round pick. 
when this all came together finally, Dad, your reaction was what? Uh, John, I mean, you can imagine that when this happens, you you think back to how it all comes full circle. I mean, you know, all the parents out there and the youngsters out there, you know, that play hockey, you know, you start at such a young age and, and there's a lot of cuts and a lot of teams made, but a lot of them you don't. And then it's just a vicious cycle. You never think it's ever, ever going to happen. And then now you get a chance to watch your son play for the team that he grew up idolizing yeah. with, of course, that iconic jersey. It's going to be very, very special, and uh, hopefully I can get to a lot of games and uh, maybe continue to uh, bother John Keating a little bit. Well, there's father and son uh, right there, uh, both heroes now in the uh, Detroit sporting uh, landscape. Dad for so long with the uh, with the Tigers, and Jeff getting a chance uh, with the Red Wings, a right-shot defenseman, which the Wings can use, 35 years of age, add some... Uh, some uh, veteran leadership on the blue line, but here's the uh, here's the real troubling aspect of this. Because Dan knew about this last week. Did he share any of this with me? No, no, not not a bit. Even though he knew, I'm asking him about the possibilities of where Jeff yeah. might be traded. Yeah. No, zip, zip. So, uh, I, I, I know I, I've lost. I, you know, I've, I've lost everything I had for you. I, I know, and Mary Beam too. You know, I, I had to keep it from from our producer, our lovely producer, Mary Beam. But uh, if Chris Illich is watching, hey, know that my lips yeah. were sealed. Right. I didn't want yeah. to do anything to mess up that deal. Yeah, I'm I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. There you have it. If Chris Illich is watching, of course, of the Illich family and the Detroit Red Wings. I didn't do anything to mess up the deal. So Dan knew that they were talking and it was just a question of time. So they were talking for at least a week. But I mean, without saying it, we kind of already knew this, right? Kent Hughes yeah. wanted to make Jeff Petrie happy. And then at the same time, he could add assets to his club and he can improve his club. And and Jeff Petrie wanted to go back to Detroit and play for his hometown team. And be reunited with, you know, the entire family, his parents. And so he accommodated him and he did him a favor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. I, and I think they got a good return anyways, too. So uh, favor, favor both ways. But um, uh, it's funny where you hear criticisms about, oh, you know, because of what uh, Julie Petrie had been saying on social media and all that, and the acrimonious split, so to speak, that, you know, why would you – why would you send him where he wants to go? Well, I think that's exactly what you do. You, uh, you, you, 
you don't let emotions get in the way. You do the classy thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's only going to help in the future when players want to come to play in Montreal if if they respect the GM and, and how he treats players. I think it's nothing but a it, – it, it bodes well for the future for the Canadians – as well mike gravel mike gravel on youtube live says he's going to do the same thing or he would do the same thing for monaghan that's a good point he will he will do the same thing for monaghan yeah i'm sure he would i know also uh i mean it a lot depends on what happens this year i think the canadians might be uh might surprise and be a little better than teams think and fans think and they may want to keep if monaghan has a good year he obviously loves Montreal for him taking that deal to come back again because he could have signed that anywhere. Um, I think he could, you, you could see Monaghan pl- staying around for a few years because he's still not, I think he's 20. No, no, it's, it's possible. But, you know, if they decide, if they decide to move him, I would bet you that Kent Hughes will keep him abreast of every single conversation yeah, and then we'll tell him in the end, listen, sure. Sean, you know, these are the teams that are interested. And if you tell me where you want to go, I'll try to accommodate you. And th- listen, in the last 20 years, the Canadians had a couple of general managers. One fired a play, one traded a player after the period, <laughs> like in between periods. <laughs> and, yeah. and and another general manager fired a coach after the second period. Yeah. And so this no. is. And this another is nice. one uh, drafted a player top three and then. Uh, let him sign an offer sheet to go to another team. So you like uh, emotions sometimes get in, in, in the way I think. And uh, I think it's complete class of what, uh, what we saw from Kent Hughes. And uh, I, I, I think that it was great that he had the, uh, you know, that he didn't take it personally and Petrie wanted to go to Detroit. Detroit wanted him. That's where he's from. Yeah. It was a good fit. So yeah, why not trade him there? Let's uh, all right. Okay, so I you had a great conversation with Rob Ramage that I want to get to in a second. Not before I talk to you all about Murphy Clinic, folks, uh, which is an aesthetic clinic specializing in medical aesthetic care. They offer permanent laser hair removal as well as a wide range of treatments for skin problems such as acne, rosacea, fine lines, and more. They currently have two clinics: one located in Montreal Shop Angus, and the second on the North Shore in Tarbonne. They're also opening soon. In Quebec City, visit murphyclinic.ca or on Instagram at murphyclinic. I'd also like to give a shout-out to uh, Charlie and his staff and Sam and uh, Stanley and uh, everyone over at uh, Optimal Stretch Clinic, Fascial Stretch Therapy. A couple of days ago, was it yesterday, as a matter of fact, I went in for a, a deep tissue sports massage, and it hit the spot, and I'm going for a fascial stretch session on Friday morning. They're at 4710 at St. Ambroise, in Point St. Charles. If it's good enough for Marinaro, it's good enough for you. Trust me when I tell you that. All right, okay. <laughs> Rob Ramage, Director of Player Development for the Montreal Canadiens. You were on the phone with him for two hours? Almost, yeah. Oh, jeez. The man wow. can talk. I love it. I don't remember when was I was on last. I don't remember when was the last time I was on the phone for two hours. Two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he had the uh, grandkids there, so he had to get going, or or we'd have kept. There was still a few guys I wanted to ask him about, but when you're trying to get info on thirty different prospects, and and when you're talking to a man that can talk your ear off, yeah, uh, it, it you know it was great 
So uh, at the end yeah, of the day, I, 30 different prospects, four minutes per prospect is 120 minutes is two hours. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he, you know, it was almost 7,000 words when I got it transcribed. It took me six hours to transcribe it yesterday. So I was busy just with that more than anything. That's unbelievable. And the good news about the uh, recruits uh, guide uh, grants independent scouting service, of course, and you can check it out at recruits.ca is now that they have monthly subscriptions as well. So you don't have to advertise or you don't have to subscribe, pardon me, per year. You can subscribe monthly with the fees going, I believe, if memory serves me well, anywhere between $199 to $349. Is that right? Or am I getting that wrong? Uh, $199 to $399. $199 to $399 per month. For everything. Three- everything, uh, the whole kit and caboodle is 4 bucks a month uh, uh, Canadian, which is about $3 US. So it's quite a deal. Uh, it's uh, the deal of a lifetime to tell you the truth. All right. Okay. So (laughs) without giving everything away, because we do want some people to subscribe, let's be honest here. What can you, you know, why don't we just, why don't we just, um, just end it with Logan, my you, right? What, because you talked, he talked to you about 30 prospects, like you said, but once again, without giving it all away, let's maybe talk about one or two prospects, one, especially Logan, my you, who, Yesterday, I was it yesterday or a couple of days ago, I had this chat with uh, with Eric and um, we were saying that, um, you know, Gary Bedman hasn't come down on Mayu yet saying whether he's eligible to play. And we believe that Eric had a good point, And I agree with him that Bedman will probably weigh in to see if Mayu would make the team, which no one's expecting him to. Let's be honest. And if he doesn't, then he'll probably say that he'll revisit in, in a year or he'll be eligible next year. Uh, but um, if he is to make the team, then we we imagine that he would, you know, he would be eligible as of this year. But we believe that Bettman is probably waiting to see what's going to happen with my UN, the Canadians, in terms of pro camp and making the team or not. So where did, uh, where did Ramich stand on this, the fact that uh, we're still waiting to hear whether or not he's going to be eligible or not? I don't see that happening, Tony. Um, I think it's going to be decided before camp. It should be yeah. sometime over the next. Because the AHL will do whatever the NHL. Like, he, he's he's going to make the decision on whether he plays NHL, AHL. Like, the AHL isn't going to turn around and say, well, okay, the NHL is not going to allow you to play, but we're going to allow you to play. Typically, they follow in step with the NHL. That makes sense. So I don't, I don't see this. He's going to make a decision on, on, on may you, I think before training camp, hopefully soon. Um, uh, Tony, you're distracting me a bit. Sorry. Though. It's, it's hot in here. Right. The air conditioning is yeah. not working tonight. I'm about to pass out. Go ahead. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, like I asked, uh, I asked um, Ramage about it, and he said, "Well, you got a direct line to the Pope, you know. Like your your guess is as good as mine. In other wow. words, that that w- when it'll happen. But he made good points about the fact that Bettman's got a lot on his plate. He's got the Joel Quen. He's got to make a decision on Joel Quenville being reinstated." Apparently they were together at the uh, Rocky Wirtz's funeral last week in Chicago. And the rumor is that he's going to reinstate Quenville to allow him to be able to be a NHL coach again. 
he's got to make rulings on the Hockey Canada stuff with those kids. I think that that's probably uh, coming first, he figures. And then Logan after that. But uh, it would have made sense to do it in August when, you know, when hockey's not really the main subject and it gives a little while because every time anything to do with Mayu comes along, there's a big hoopla for a week or two on social media. And if you do it right before the start of training camp, it's, I don't think that's the ideal timing. No. But, but I understand what, what he's saying where the, the Hockey Canada uh, players and, and Quenville might take precedence at this point and get those out of the way, and then it, he'll decide on, on Mayu. But I can't see him not making a decision because the AHL typically follows in step with the NHL, and yeah. they're not going to allow him to play. Like, the AHL is not going to turn around and say, well, you can play here, but, you know, you can't play in the NHL. I don't think that's going to happen. They're just they're taking their time because they're just so, you know, they're just worried about what some people are going to say and stuff like that. And, 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 and I think even Mayu told Ramage, like I'm being a good person here. Like I've done everything people are asking me to do and more like, what is it going to take? Right. Yeah, that was exactly, uh, you know, I have uh, almost 800 words from Ramage uh, talking about, about uh, I mean, Ramage has played junior hockey in London, right? And yeah. he's got ties there. And I mean, he's, he took over for Dale Hunter as coach when Hunter went to coach the Capitals. Yeah, no, yeah. he spent more time with Mayu than any other prospect in the last, last two years. And, and also with, with what happened with Ramage, there's, you know, there's extra, there's extra stuff there where he's really been a, um, just a great mentor for the kid because of what, what, what he went through with the, um, you know, um, with the drinking and driving and kill, killing, killing, yeah, 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 the whole works. It just, and I mean, he owns it, and he says it in the, uh, you know, in the interview. Uh, he's he's quite, he's quite candid about it, and I think he's been a great uh, influence on Logan and uh, uh, steering him in the right direction, and hopefully everything gets resolved because. The kid just wants to play hockey, and you know he he truly is contrite. I've talked to him. I did an interview that I'm waiting until after the Bettman ruling. Yeah. I, I made an agreement with the Canadians where I'd hold off on the story until after that. They asked okay. me as a favor, and I said sure. And uh, but he he's very contrite. I really believe he's sincere about that, and has done a lot of work on it. And uh, I really think that people need to move on with it and let the kid, uh, uh, you know, uh, have a livelihood. I hear you. So what do you have to say to my buddy, uh, Userpent, the snake, Simo, the snake, Userpent Boisvert, who says <laughs> in his opinion, gotta love this guy, that uh, Mayu is overrated, only did well in junior hockey with London because he was bigger and stronger than everyone else. It won't translate to the next league where there's going to be a lot of bigger and stronger players. I don't know how much bigger you can be than 6'4 and a half, 6'5, 220. Uh, but anyway, 
but he believes that if Mayu ends up, because he believes Mayu is an AHL defenseman, he believes that if Mayu ends up playing in the National Hockey League, he'll be a sixth, seventh depth defenseman, max eight minutes per game. What do you have to say, even though he's not here? I'll make you say it anyway, because I, I gave him a piece of my mind. What do you have to say to Serpent? <laughs> well, yeah, uh, we touched on this before, uh, yeah. I think about a month ago. And No, no, but I like it, when you keep on giving him jets because he's watching. Eh? He's watching. Give it to him. Well, I try not to be too uh, critical of, of Simo. He's, uh, he's a great guy. Yeah, but, great guy. Uh, Nice but guys, I, you know, nice I obviously obviously I disagree. Yeah, um, and I think Rob Rob Ramage disagrees, and NHL scouts that I talk to disagree, and Dale Hunter obviously disagrees, or he wouldn't have played him thirty minutes a game in the in the OHL finals, right? Mm-hmm. If he's, uh, um, yeah, he's thirty minutes. He's going to be game, a top right? four. He's going to be a top four defenseman. I have absolutely no doubts about that, and. Uh, I think he'll be a 20 goal scorer uh, in his in his best years in the NHL. So that's not a six seven in my in my mind, Tony. No, it's not in my mind either. Listen, uh, <laughs> we all know the ability to play the puck, um, skate, stick, handle, playing the puck. Their best prospect is Hudson. But if you take a look at the entire package, where you add in size and physicality and athleticism. At that point, you'd probably have to say that the best prospect is Mayu. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I agree for sure. You know, so so what is you know did he did he touch on um, how much he thinks how close or not Mayu is to the dance? Did he touch on that? Not really. Um... He's a little careful with that because, you know, those aren't his decisions, obviously. Um, but he he does think that he's a lot better defensively than a lot of people have given him credit for. And we saw the improvement just in one year. Uh, he's still, you know, he, he's in the same boat as me where the kids hasn't even played 100 junior hockey games and – he was a 30-minute-a-night defenseman in the OHL final and, and led his team to the finals. So we both respect Dale Hunter's uh, player evaluations 100%. If he's playing a kid 30 minutes a night and he leads him to to the OHL finals with a backup 17-year-old goalie uh, after their starter gets gets hurt, that that translates really well to the NHL. And I, yeah. Because they had to protect I, the goalie, right? So everyone had to buckle down. Well, it, it, it'll be fun to see Baron and, and Mayu go down. And um, I guess, you know, I was saying they're top pairing, but I suppose they're both right defensemen. So theoretically, they're likely going to be on different pairings, but they'll be battling it out to see which which guy gets called up if they trade Savard at the, at the trade deadline, which we all suspect. And um, so within it, three years, and I say three because it we could, but within three, I'm comfortable in saying it within three years, Logan Mayu and Lane Hudson uh, will be at the point on the power play first unit. I would, yeah, I would say that. And such a nice, such a nice compliment with uh, Mayu's bomb and 
Hudson's ability to uh, to set people up. The and, big question and, is: the big question is, will Gooley and Rhinebacker be on the second unit? Probably, but it's it's you can never like I I've tried to predict these things in the past with with uh, defensemen and and you know you ha- you try to predict the top six and this and that and it, it never turns out. No. Within two or three years, one of the defensemen we mentioned may not even be with the Habs. You just uh, there's going to be some Angstrom could be like he's another guy. William Trudeau, those guys are both going to be NHL defensemen. Both have been playing power play. Yeah, both are impressive. Jack I can even he's got a bomb. Uh, he could be on like there. There's a cheeseburger, lot of cheeseburger has a good point. He says probably not because Ryan Backer and Gooley will probably be on the number one unit on the penalty kill. Well, that that there's that too. Yeah, I, I suspect they'll be the the main penalty killers. Yeah, that's a good point. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean like uh, Miro Heiskanen plays on the top penalty kill, but is he on the power play too? Yeah, I mean. If if you're good enough for both, you'll play both. You'll play 25 to 30 minutes if if, if you if you're fantastic in, in both ends. So Shea Weber it, did both. That's right. Yeah. So no. I mean it. It depends. Uh, but but there, I think it it it's pretty. It's encouraging for the future that we can talk about it and we have all those different options. So. The more options you have, the better chance that you actually end up getting bona fide first unit power play guys and, and penalty kill guys. Yeah, all right. Somebody said uh, Ryan Backer is not going to be on the team. We were talking and when we were all talking within three years. Okay, that's what we were talking about when we said Mayu with uh, with Lane Hudson. We were saying within three years when we were talking about the penalty kill or on the power power play. We were talking about Gooley and Ryan Backer. It's all within three years, even though, of course, uh, Gooley is on the team already. Uh, Lane Hudson should play as a forward. This coming in from Marco Mastro. Grant, we'll end it on this note. You want to comment to Marco? He says, Lane Hudson should play as a forward. Well, I understand where that's coming from. I mean, he could. He's got the ability to play yeah. as a forward. He uh, but concerned that he'd have to battle big players in front of the net as a defenseman. Right. And a lot of people don't think he'll be able to do that at the National Hockey League level. Yeah. And uh, Ramich had a couple interesting comments about that. Oh, yeah. That I'm not going to divulge. I, you know what? If I was running a business and selling uh, subscriptions <laughs> for an independent scouting service, I wouldn't either. You, my friend, are becoming quite the entrepreneur lately. You're becoming <laughs> business savvy. Business savvy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he's uh, he's bound and determined, and he's always proved guys wrong uh, that he's gonna he's gonna play top four defensemen in the NHL, and I would not bet against him. Grant, always fun, always very informative. If you take a look at the comments right now live on YouTube, you are a big hit with everyone watching, and I think we've seen that also in the views that the sick recruits draft cast has been getting over the past couple of episodes, which just started up a couple of weeks ago. You and Shane Gomal, who's at Master Control right now. So good for you. I particularly like the story 
of how you bumped into Pierre Gauthier, Bob Gainey, and Trevor Timmons. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Last show, you asked me if I was listening and I was watching. Huh? You bumped into them in a parking lot. And you said all nice guys. And then you said, well, the two of them were. And <laughs> you got a couple of numbers. You got Gauthier's number and you got Trevor Timmons' number. And then you started talking. Anyways, if you didn't see that, that's just some of the stuff that you're missing uh, on Grant McCagg and Shane Gaumont, the sick recruits draft cast. Of course, subscribe to their YouTube channel. It's absolutely free, as is this one. And we thank you very much. Great, Grant, have a great night, bud. We'll talk to you soon. Really appreciate it, Tony. Thank it's you. me that appreciates it. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. If you're watching on uh, YouTube right now, like it, share it with your friends. Comment sick, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K. And if you're going to watch us on Apple, leave us a five-star review. It's our way, really, of feeling the love. I want to thank all of you for watching. We were about uh, close to 800 strong at one point. I think we're in the 750s or so on YouTube Live. Then add to that Facebook Live. And then add to that Twitter Live. Those are pretty good numbers for a Wednesday, August 16th, considering the Montreal Canadiens played their last game of the regular season on Thursday, April 13th. May, June, July, August. Four months and three days ago. And we have these kind of numbers. It's pretty nice. 66 spinning says, what's Monique's number? I'm not giving you Monique's number. As a matter of fact, I don't have Monique's number anymore because that black book is no longer in my possession. My wife threw it in a fireplace a long time ago. Uh, Darcy says, congratulations on your son. Thank you. He's playing uh, He's playing uh, U19. Uh, in Portugal, and uh, he's having a good time. And um, his mother is, is uh, he went by himself a couple of months back uh, for two weeks, trial, made the team, came back for about a month, then went back, uh, was alone for about, um, and still is alone, but uh, my wife went to visit in the last week, and then she'll be coming back this week, and then when she comes back, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go watch uh, his first couple of games in uh, of the season. So, uh, but the sick podcast is going to continue. Uh, it's definitely going to continue. I'm bringing the laptop. I'm bringing the microphone. I'm bringing the headsets. And the only thing that's going to change is going to be, uh, you know, the backdrop because I'm not going to be able to have this backdrop that you're seeing right here. Obviously, I can't take it with me. Uh, we'll probably be in a hotel. We'll probably be in a terrace. Uh, who knows? We'll probably be outside. Uh, I'll probably have to pre-record a couple because if I do them live. At uh, 10 p.m. is 3 a.m. in the morning in Portugal. And if I talk pretty loud at 3 a.m., I'm probably going to get arrested. And I don't want to get arrested because I want to do this for a very long time. So a little bit of patience uh, with me, and I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Wanted to be honest and transparent with you. So there you have it, as I always have been. Uh, am I bringing the spritz? You know what? It's so hot there right now that I'm going to have to bring the spritz. Here, one spritz, two spruits, the back. The hair, the face, the ears, the arms, the hands, so much so that I even distracted Grant and I said, you got to stop, Tony. I'm getting all distracted. So we stopped. All right. For Shane Gomol at Master Control, he's Gomol. I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. 
The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination. 